Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Three Crosses podcast. My name is Buzz Hannon, and I'm one of the pastors here at Three Crosses Church. This week, I am so excited to introduce you to one of my colleagues, Miguel Ramirez. Miguel and his wife Gracie help lead our Three Crosses Espanol community, which seeks to provide a Spanish language experience for those that want to call Three Crosses Church home. The love that this community has for one another is amazing and so exciting. And as we've unpacked First John and talking about the love that God has for us and the love we have for one another, or should have for one another, I think Three Crosses Espanol really typifies that. I wanted Miguel to give us a window into that ministry and what they do right and how we can help them and how they can support us and just highlighting that special love and care that they bring to our church body. I know that you'll enjoy it. I had so much fun talking to Miguel, so let's jump in and take a listen. Miguel, thank you so much for joining us here on the Three Crosses podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Of course. (laughs) When I invited you, did you feel like... I have to do this, or were you excited to do this? Well, I don't know what to expect, so let's see. Let's see how, how it goes. Let's see if we can exceed those incredibly low expectations. Yes. I, I think have... that's kind of like going to a restaurant. Like if you expect too much and then they underperform, then yeah. you have a disappointing experience. If you don't expect a lot and it's really good, hey, yeah. you're pleasantly surprised. Well, and after hearing uh, Pastor Danny and Larry's podcast, I don't think we, you know, we have a big. Uh, difference there so thank you for believing in me Miguel <laughs> it's like it's not gonna be the deepest conversation ever but I mean I'm not transitioning as the senior pastor but I do think that the Lord has a good uh, message to give to our listeners here through your story and what the Lord is doing in the midst of your family and our Three Crosses Espanol community and so for those of us who don't know you as well or maybe haven't experienced Three Crosses Espanol why don't you tell us a little about yourself and your family and uh, what you do here at the church, ministry-wise. So, uh, well, my name is Miguel uh, Ramirez, and I'm the director for the Spanish ministry at Three Crosses. Uh, we call it Three Crosses Español. Um, me and my wonderful uh, wife, Gracie, are leading this group. We have a son, three-year-old, uh, and it's it's fun. Um, that's basically what we do here. You just have fun, the three of you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Three Crosses Español is a ministry kind of designed to reach... Who exactly? Like, who is the, who's kind of, who would you call your family there, I guess? Uh, so we try to reach the uh, Hispanic community, usually people that don't have the, the language, uh, English as their first language or second language. Uh, it's mostly Spanish. Um, and it's, uh, we try to reach out because uh, we did a little um, survey and we saw that there was a need for uh, to reach out for, for this community. There's a lot of people out there that know the thing they know the Lord, but uh, they don't have a place to worship, and and it was just um, something that we had in our hearts, and, and that's what we're doing for. Okay, so did you actually start this ministry here at our church? Yes, uh, we started. Uh, I want to say four or five years ago. Um, we started as a small Bible uh, study at uh, a sister's uh, house, and we just been there and started growing a little bit, a little bit until like. We change to a mini service. I, I want to call it. But, you know. All right. And so, where do you what are you guys meeting uh, currently? If somebody was going to try to track you down and find you and join you, like so, where would they find you? So we meet at the port uh, at eleven a.m. during uh, third service, and we usually have the same hours, so eleven to twelve ten, and yeah, so that's what we meet. 
And then if I came, so Sunday mornings, 11 o'clock, if I came, what would I expect in the, you call it like a mini service. I think that's yeah. a really good way of, yeah. of putting it actually. So what, like what would somebody expect? So when you come in, you will um, listen to uh, Spanish worship uh, music. Uh, and then we have a message, uh, 35 to 40 minutes message. Uh, and we try to do expository preaching on that. Uh, like go through a full book of the Bible, verse by verse. And you will experience a lot of kissing because <laughs> we are a really warm family. We love to hug and kiss. And and that's what we experience, a lot of love. I have experienced this <laughs> lot of love as well. Every time I visit Three Crosses Espanol. Um, I just feel really blessed. Now, I don't speak, I mean, you know, hardly any Spanish. <laughs> My Spanish is so bad. I remember one time I had to do announcements for you guys on video. Yes. Do you remember this? Yes. And, uh, and so Gracie, your wife, had given me a script to read in Spanish, you know, and I did my best. I took several takes, and I sent it to her, and she said, it was very good. I could understand most of what you were saying. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I feel like you're telling me this is horrible. But despite that, every time I show up, everybody gives me a hug and they show me that they love me and are so happy that I'm there. So I know anybody that shows up will have a good experience that way as well. And, and, and it's fun that uh, we try to make this place, uh, Three Crosses Español, not a different church, not a different entity, but part of a Three Crosses family and make them feel welcome to, to the church, even though they don't know the language. So you see people from the Three Crosses Español serving as ushers or greeters and just you know being there say hi, they know how to say hello or say welcome. Um, and I think that's it's amazing how they tried to, to you know, be in the cafe and just helping people out. And it's just amazing how we designed this. As... Yeah, because I think when you have a, a language group or, or some, I don't want to call it a barrier necessarily, but mm -hmm. something that makes it a bit more difficult to belong fully together, you can do a couple different ways. And so some churches have decided to do an independent congregation or even a church plant for a language, whether that's, you know, Korean or Vietnamese or Chinese or Spanish language. But yet we've decided to have this identity crisis of a community mini service and we're kind of different, but we're kind of the same. And so do you want to speak a little bit about what goes into that decision of wanting to be a part of Three Crosses? What do you feel like is the value towards leaning in towards a church, even though a lot of people's first language is different? Well, I think we want to break a little bit of... Uh, uh, language barrier, as you said, it's just um, segregation. I, I, I don't want to call it segregation, but you just be feel different in a church that actually loves Christ. And I mean, I, for the Lord, there's no uh, Greek or Hebrew. It's just, you know, one family. So so yeah. we, when Danny uh, and I started this conversation, they said he said, you know, we don't want it to feel like a different church. We want it to feel like three crosses. And that was the idea behind it. And and, and that's why we try to um, have the adventure. Uh, Austin and his amazing team taking care of the children that do speak English so that they feel like, you know, they're part of the family and, and you know, they're part of uh, the adventure uh, children ministry. And Yeah, so that's actually been a fairly recent change mm -hmm. with our going to three services last, I think it was last March, so it's been almost a year. Uh, it used to be that you guys would have to run your own children's ministry program mm -hmm. alongside the adult ministry, and it was, a lot. I mean, just, just a lot to do. Uh, and now that you're meeting concurrent with a main service, we have the children's program, which they conduct in English. And so how do most of the families in Three Crosses Espanol, do they take advantage of the 
of that? Are they wanting that English language experience for their kids or do they wish they had something in Spanish or how's that going for families as they choose? There's a little bit of everything. I think there's people that don't like uh, or they, they, they will prefer somebody in Spanish, uh, but it's just a learning curve uh, that, you know, this is amazing how, how the kids already speak English. So uh, they're not losing anything and they're gaining a lot of, uh, I, I, it feels like, like confidence on, on being part of the body of Christ, regardless of language. Um, and it's just been amazing. I think um, it, it's taking us a little bit of uh, teaching and directing them to, to the service. Because sometimes we have like a lot of kids in the Spanish services. Uh, but we try like, hey, just let's go to, to, to the children's ministry and it's going to be amazing for them. They're going to learn and they're going to have fun. Uh, but I think that's just a little bit of... Is that kind of the default in a Spanish language church that families would have their kids together with them during service? It is uh, sometimes, but I think like parents, they feel like they don't know the, the church yet. So they, they're kind of hesitant to like, okay, here's my kid and I'll come back in one hour. And it's just, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not fun for them. Uh, or they just thinking like, oh, is he okay? And that. It's just, I guess, a trust. Uh, yeah, trust to familiarity. Yeah. You don't want to entrust your children to just anybody, exactly. you know, especially somebody who you can't really communicate with firsthand, yeah. not necessarily. But I think they're, they're getting... Um, uh, so right now, last Sunday, we had a lot of people that had kids, and then they, they took them to the to the uh, CMC, and, and it was amazing that they, they decided to, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity of being free, you know, for an hour, and just they just took the chance and it was okay. yeah so if uh if you could encourage some of our families that see three crosses espanol people in the community mm -hmm. you know how would you encourage us to reach out to i was going to say them but i don't even like talking about it this way because it's i already feel our language wanting to pull towards that separation segregation you were talking about that we don't want to have this is what we're trying to overcome and so creating some shared spaces in the midst, including children's ministry, cafe, ushering greeting. Um, what would you speak to like our English language church community and encourage them to be better at reaching out towards our Spanish language church community? So I don't feel like I asked that very clearly, but I think you understand. Yeah. What I'm saying. So I think that if you see somebody, and it's hard because there's a lot of, um, I want to say a lot of Latina community and part of the, so it's hard to know if they're only speaking English or they speak English and Spanish. Um, but I guess just a smile and, and make them feel welcome. Uh, I think that's all they want. And, and they're not, you know, they're not trying to, to be like, okay, treat me differently than you will treat somebody else. Uh, just like be warm. I mean, as Three Crosses is, you know, they're all, this is like the warmest church in, in the Bay Area. So, uh, <coughs> I hope so. Excuse me, part of my, my cough, I've still got this lingering uh, cough. So for you and Gracie, you didn't grow up here coming to Three Crosses. You guys moved to the Bay Area as adults. Uh, I, I moved as a teenager. But you felt like an adult because you were a teenager. You knew better than your dad. <laughs> yes, you knew I, better I was, than your mom. Exactly. Yeah. What caused you guys to move up here? What was... Uh, so we move, uh, my, my parents and, and my family moved uh, to the States um, in the 2000s, uh, 2001, I think. And uh, I was 15 at the time. So, so now everybody's pulling out their calculator to yeah. figure out how old you are, but yeah. that's okay. We can yeah. let the mathematicians yeah. do that. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we decided to move here. Uh, we were struggling in Mexico. It was a uh, struggle. Uh, we were Christians in Mexico, but it was um, it was just struggle. There's, it's difficult. My dad will work uh, 
six in the morning to nine at night every day yeah. and, and make little to no money. So he decided, you know, we need to pursue the American dream and and he came. And so it was, it was, some, you know, a big change. Where in Mexico are you guys? So we're from, from? Uh, we're from Guadalajara, Guadalajara, Mexico. My wife is from Guadalajara too. Even though we are from the same neighborhood and our families know each other somehow, we never met in Mexico. Which is, so the Lord had to move you 2,000 miles north to meet each other? Yes. Is uh, it 2,000 miles? I, I don't know. Uh, it's probably, far, yeah. far enough. Far enough. <laughs> what is uh, the region of Guadalajara? Uh, is it a region? Also a city? It's, it's a big city. It's like the third or second big, biggest city in, in Mexico. Um, it's, uh, I will say, uh, southwest of Mexico or west. Uh, it's, uh, it's a large city and it's really, um, you will not think it's like, a, um, it's like really um, Americanized, I want to say. There's a lot of uh, buildings and yeah, it's not a small city. Yeah. What do you miss about Guadalajara? Oh, uh, I miss uh, grandma, grandpa, that uh, they passed away uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but um, food, food is good in Mexico. What is Guadalajara known for, food-wise? Oh, so they got uh, tortas ahogadas, which is like a um, wet sandwich. Uh, it's, I mean, it sounds, I know that it doesn't sound tasty <laughs> at all, but it's, it's a, t it's a taste. This is the language barrier coming back because a wet sandwich is disgusting, but <laughs> yeah, but a torta salgadas is delicious. Yes, it's so. a, it's a uh, carnitas or or pulled pork uh, sandwich, and it, it's dipped into salsa, and it's it's really amazing. Now the other day I was with you, and you had a torta here in the U.S. Yes. Did it make you happy or did it make you sad that it wasn't as good as the tortas that you're envisioning from Guadalajara? Well, I think I'm, I, I'm forgetting the, the taste of the Mexican food in Mexico. So I'm okay. I, I deal with it. I'm like, okay, this is good enough to eat. So, so you're a man in two worlds. You're in you know America, not your homeland, dealing with substandard Mexican food. And now you're a Spanish speaker at a English speaking church and you're yes. not really in your homeland. So you're kind of building these bridges and I'm teasing you a little bit of course about the food and, and yeah. language but this is kind of I think the experience that a lot of people have who move to our country and make it home but home is still somewhere else and so you know you're talking about some of your family in Guadalajara some of the food some of the things you miss what's it like to then go to a church that's a step into another culture or what was your first experience here at Three Crosses or maybe even why did you and Gracie decide to come to an English-speaking church instead of a Spanish-speaking church? So we were at the at this Spanish church for uh, I want to say four years, five years. Um, there's a point where we decided to to move out of the Spanish um, church, and uh, Gracie came to one of the outreach uh, place, and she loved the church. So she said, "Hey, let's go and check it out." And I didn't want to come to Three Crosses because I thought it was too big for um, for to the community or even to to do something like work for the Lord. So I'm like, I don't want to be there. I'm just going to sit down and listen to the preaching. Like it seemed like we have enough people, we have enough servants, exactly. we have enough things going on. Yeah. There's no real space for you other than to just attend yeah, and exactly. receive. Is that what you're saying? That, yeah, that's exactly what my fear was. And so we came a couple of times. And <laughs> I'm just giggling a little bit because <laughs> you've really found that that's not the case. Yeah, exactly. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So go ahead. <laughs> so we, um, we started coming to the, to the church and we all of a sudden we realized that there was cross streets and we loved the vision of cross streets and, and we started coming to do the breakfast every Sunday. 
So what is the CrossStreets for those that aren't familiar with that ministry? So CrossStreets, it's, um, it's the outreach to the community. They do uh, a lot for our homeless uh, neighbors and uh, low-income families that most of them are uh, from a Hispanic um, culture. So it's... Um, uh, they just do outreach, uh, try to help them, uh, breakfast, uh, showers. Um, they go at night and, and to the camps and do uh, like uh, carriage package. And, and it's just... Uh, yeah, and then food pantry, yes. back to school backpacks. Yes, like toys, toy drives at the Christmas. It's, it's a lot of things that they do. So we just love the vision. We started working with them and all of a sudden we we're waking up at six in the morning and being here at church, you know, yeah. doing the breakfast. So you went, you went from immediately thinking, oh, there's no space for me here to working every single Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, yeah. <coughs> and uh, yeah, we just loved it. And uh, it, it was amazing just to see that there was a lot of need for, for workers. And I mean, I know that the Bible says that the Lord is praying for workers because there's uh, plentiful. As, uh, I don't know how to... Yeah, why don't know, you I say don't... it for us in Spanish? I'd uh, love to hear it. Uh, la mies es mucha y pocos los obreros. So uh, the harvest is plentiful, yeah. but the workers are few. Yes, so it's it's um, so we we just love that there's work for us, and we started doing it, and yeah. So so that was the start of your slippery slope. Yes, joining cross streets, joining in. How did you feel at that time about attending Sunday service? Like obviously you're fluent in English, and so is Gracie, and you did high school here and everything like that. Yeah. But still, was there a pull culturally, musically, or? How did it feel to be part of our church family? Uh, I think growing up but, uh, here in America, I think I'm, I'm, I was okay with it. And I wasn't a Christian always, so uh, I was just experimenting, I guess. Um, and and we, I, we just love how um, methodic is the, the church is. Like, okay, this is what we do, and we're not going to change uh, a lot. I, I just think it's worship, uh, you know, is good, and it's, everything is in order, and... I would just love that part of the of the church. Uh, yeah, talk about the process of worship, community, yes. service, and evangelism. Exactly. It's it's it, that that to us was new, uh, coming from a. I'm, I don't want to say that all Latinos church are like that, but it was. We got there at three, and we don't know what time we were gonna come out of the church. Maybe six, seven. Uh, it depends on how you know the Lord will move. Uh, so coming to a church where it's like orderly and we know that we're going to get out at 12.30 the most, uh, it was just good. That was, we left it. We've got to leave you extra time to serve in cross streets. <laughs> get, yes. you out the, get you out of the service. Mm -hmm. We like to say you can come out after 70 minutes, right? But you don't know how long you're going to take in the parking lot after. Yeah. Maybe that's your three hours is trying to get out. <laughs> Too much time. I don't know if you ever had that experience, but so you guys are jumping in, you know, with service with community straight away and then what what was it that really sparked you to say you know we really need the space for the spanish community so uh i think the first year that we were here um somebody put together a christmas party for the his uh, for his hispanic community at three crosses and we saw like a lot of people that speak spanish and they're part of three crosses and um so we overheard like everybody saying like, hey, we need to, to do something in Spanish and hopefully the Lord will provide somebody to do somebody in Spanish, something in Spanish. And and I don't know how the conversation started, but um, somebody said, hey, you should do like a Bible study and, you know, I will let you borrow my house. And I'm like, okay. So we started doing this uh, Bible study every Wednesday at seven. And we did that for like a year and it got a little too big for the house. So we kind of, 
ask the church to let us borrow a room for, for this Bible study. And then all of a sudden we moved it to Sundays at 5, a uh, little before. So we used to be um, with uh, 613. Uh, that was our um, young uh, like service at 613. Uh, Danny Strange used to, to, to teach most of the time. So we, we used to be together. We used to get together at 5 and then move to 613. So, so you have a Spanish Bible study English language church experience immediately yeah. following. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so it was, uh, so we did that for like two years, like a year and a half. And then they asked us, hey, do you want to move at one? So we say, yes, because 613 was uh, ending their, um, the life. Uh, they were ending the life of 613. Um, okay. uh, so we moved at one. And we did that for uh, a year and a half, I think. And then they said, hey, we're going to move to three services. Uh, you want to keep that schedule or you want to move to 11? So we say, yeah, 11 is sounds good. So it was, it, that's, it, it kind of, you know, we growing, we started growing as with numbers and people coming and everybody's like, Hey, we need worship. And then we need a worship band and then we need this. And yeah. And so you went from a place of, I feel like I don't want to go to this church. There's not enough space for me to participate to going to some Christmas party and realizing how many people are there yeah. to getting sucked deeper and deeper in. I'm hearing you say, and now you need a worship band and you need ushers every week and you need greeters and you need, you need more workers. And so you, <laughs> yeah. anyway. it's a little ironic that the barrier for coming was, I don't know that we can be useful to seeing that there's still so much more need. Yeah. Anyway, and it was funny when we started three crosses. Uh, well, it wasn't three crosses, Espanol. uh, my wife, uh, was thinking of a name for the group and, and, and she came out with Jaira, um, which, uh, that's which from, is like from the Hebrew, yeah. Right. Which is it will it was like the God, uh, the Lord will provide, and it was good, but it was it was just uh, nobody knew where we were. It's like okay, Jira, what is that? And so and then you pronounce it, hide. Spanish translation, yeah. yeah. So hide. transliteration, hide. Yeah. So it was just, so when we started uh, Jira or or, or hide, uh, me and my wife, I was teaching, I was setting up tables, I was cleaning up afterwards, and. Um, and then they'd say, hey, we should have worship. So I started playing the guitar. And then my wife started singing. Um, Gracie was singing? Yes. I've never heard her sing. By the way, she's singing this weekend. So Oh, I got to come. <laughs> I got to be there. Yeah. So it was um, a lot of work. And, and preparing the, the Bible study. And, and all of a sudden, we're just doing a lot. and Plus uh, cross streets and pantry. And uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. But it's not any longer you. Like you have a really great team that has come oh, alongside yeah. and dedicated their yes. themselves to the ministry and that's that culture of just love and acceptance that you're talking about if we visit you're going to get a lot of hugs and kisses yes. because everybody loves you i think it wasn't much of it was a lot of my fault because I, i'm horrible at delegating so i was like oh, i need to do this and instead of asking somebody i was just uh, it took me a while just to, to delegate and now that we have an amazing team of uh, ushers and greeters and people that help me i'm like okay i yeah, I took over a lot of work. So, but you know, they're they're really good. They're amazing. They're loving, and yeah. Um, I would love it if you would want to share maybe just one or two kind of highlights, big <laughs> moments from the history of Three Crosses Espanol. That whether it was Independence Day celebration last year, or uh, I don't know, something like really good that happened, maybe. Yeah. So so we do it like a yearly. Um, party for independence day 
um, Latin America and Mexico, they celebrate uh, Independence Day, not in July, but in September. Um, uh, we, what is the history of that celebration? So they got uh, independence from Spain. So it's like a big deal. And so we put them together for one party. And we just bring uh, like a potluck kind of thing. They bring food from everywhere. Uh, so we got food from Cuba, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and... Uh, we have a big diversity of Hispanics there and it's just I just love how everybody comes together brings food and we do like a little contest to see which food is um, more delicious and um, it's fun <laughs> to, to see people uh, you know just eating like a lot of food and yeah the, the table fellowship is beautiful you invited me to come in my family and I joined yes. Yes. And there was some sort of shrimp soup. What was the shrimp soup that I had? Oh, it was a cocktail de camarón, which is, yeah, it's like shrimp soup, but it's, yeah. It's called cocktail de camarón? Cocktail de camarón, yeah. It's literally <laughs> called shrimp soup, okay. Yes, <laughs> Co cocktail soup, yeah. It's called co shrimp cocktail, yeah. But it's... it's uh, That's good. What region is that from? I'm not sure. It, it probably is from uh, the coast. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know the... But it's it's really good, and they they did that, and we every year we do it. So if you you know feel like you want to have some uh, Latino food, and you're in September, come down and, and check us out. That's right. What did Adelia make? Some Cuban food. Uh, I don't know what she made. She made. I don't. Remember, I don't remember what there she. It was made. some sort of uh, enchilada thing. Yeah, it was really good. I recommend coming to the Independence Day celebration. Uh, I think I liked it so much. Not only was there the food and the celebration aspect, I think sometimes you think about following God as so much hard work and just like a lot of yeah. giving your life away and serving. And I don't know that I, in my own life, focus enough on celebrating and the joy that it is to be a part of Christ's family. And so these times of celebration help really remind you of that, whether it's the food or the fellowship or just the fun and the games and all of that. The... the uh, national dress that everybody was wearing. Yes, I was yeah. wearing a charro, uh, Mexican mariachi. Um, it was, yeah. And we kind of rebranded. Uh, we, we, it's not Independence Day, it's Independence in Christ because we're independent, you know, in Christ. Um, and that's what we try to, you know, make it about the Lord, not much about independence from Spain. Sure. Uh, because that's what brings us together, whether it's English church or Spanish church, like following Jesus is our central like our thing that makes us family, nice. which I which I really love. Yeah. What do you think is one of the biggest challenges facing Three Crosses Espanol right now, um, or like what's next, or so how can we pray for you guys? I guess is like another another way of asking this question. So you can pray for us. We need a lot of uh, workers. Uh, we have a lot, but there's more pe people coming, and just to accommodate um, a lot of people that are new. Uh, we need people that uh, love the Lord and I want to say musicians too. So if you're if you're a musician out there, speak Spanish, or if you, even if you, even if you don't, you can come <laughs> and help us out. Uh, we need people that love the Lord, and I think that's that's one of the biggest challenge. Just putting everything together for for them to come and experience a good worship Sunday. Okay, you hear that, musicians? <laughs> Write that down. You don't even have to speak Spanish. Yeah, I think musical. Uh, there's no language barrier in music, so. No, I like the the Spanish worship myself. I think that there's a certain passion that sometimes uh, is really helpful for me, and I love being there. And I think it's one of the most visible times that I can experience, like being family and a real part of a group. Uh, yet, 
a little bit outside of my own comfort zone, like in a, in a good way. You know, singing a song that's not in my language, I think really helps me um, belong to the global family of Christ. So, nice. so I think we're going to sing in English in heaven or something. So we'll, we have to learn in English. Too. You think we're going to sing in English in heaven? Is I don't that know. what you said? <laughs> not sure. Or Spanish or, or Latin. I guess I don't know either, Miguel, but I don't know. There is that picture in Revelation, you know, you get, um, there's like Christ is on the throne and everybody is surrounding him. And it, the scripture tells us that every, every nation and every language or every tribe and tongue, as the King James says, mm. is just lifting up, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And so I think that there is a beauty in that people all around the world, every culture is brought together to worship Jesus Christ. You know, Philippians 2 says it the same way, you know, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So I think God will let me sing in English and he will let you sing in Spanish. Oh, But he, I don't really know. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I know I it's just a joke, but it's, it's not that deep. God will sort it all out. Yeah. So just pray. Yeah. So pray for us for... Uh, also, we need strength, uh, you know, just renew, renew its strength every, every week. And it's just sometimes it's, it's hard for um, volunteers and, and us just being awake early and, and dealing with a lot of people and new people. And it's just, uh, I guess it's, it's, it's a challenge. Good challenge, though. It is a good challenge, I think, to gather people together uh, to fellowship in Christ. It's certainly work worth doing. All right, Miguel, thank you so much for your time, but I can't let you go until you help us a little bit. You have to give us a window into Mexican culture, and so it's almost lunchtime. And so if I were to crawl out of here and try to go find some Mexican food, where would I go? What do you recommend? And just as importantly, what do you not recommend? Okay, so definitely not Taco Bell. That's not Mexican. <laughs> um, so I think there's a good... What's more Mexican, Taco Bell or Jack in the Box tacos? Oh, okay. Uh, I think they're about the same. Uh, so, But Taco Bell has the little chihuahua, so I will say it, it died, so I'm not sure. If it's, but Taco Bell, definitely not. But if you want to taste good... That, by the way, it's not a sponsor. We're not, they're not. No, no, this is just free. Yeah, this yeah, free, free, free advertisement. Talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a good uh, restaurant called Portales in San Lorenzo, so it's uh, Le Welling. I uh, took bus one time, one time there, and he got chile relleno. Did, did See, you? yeah, exactly. Bueno, so it's uh, called Portales in San Lorenzo. It's pretty good. Um, they have a buffet on Sunday, so you can taste a lot of different Mexican food on Sundays after church. Don't go before church, or during church. Or during church, that would yes. be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Portales, that means the doors, right? Yes. Portales, yes. And, and San Lorenzo. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Good food and good people there too. Okay, excellent. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Lord is calling us to go there right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have to go in my prayer closet and find out. All right. Miguel, thank you so much for joining us, for giving us a window into your ministry and what the Lord is doing in the lives of um, our church family. And uh, thank, you for, thank you for giving us a little bit of a way to reach out more and love you better and thank you for the work you're doing and for all the three crosses espanol listeners that are listening thank you so much for your service your hard work your faithfulness you know the way we reach out to our community and like food pantry all that stuff like three crosses espanol really leads to the charge so i'm really grateful for that i'm thankful for you guys you're amazing thank you for letting us be a part of your life thank you I am 
am so grateful for Miguel to come and share his time and his testimony and his story with you and with me. I hope that it has touched you and changed you and formed you into someone who would love to show more love to their neighbor. And who is our neighbor? Jesus tells us it's everyone around us, even people that are not just like us. I'm so grateful for Miguel and his Three Crosses Espanol ministry at highlighting that for our Three Crosses family. If you'd like more information about his ministry, or really if you have any other question or prayer request, feel free to reach out to us by emailing podcast at threecrosses.org. I'd be happy to pray with you, to help connect you, to answer your questions, or whatever it is that you might need. You can also check out uh, the Three Crosses Espanol website at threecrosses.org slash espanol, or just show up some Sunday at 11 11 a.m. in the Port Lounge. We're praying for you. We're glad you're listening. You're not alone. We'll see you soon here at Three Crosses Church.